Welcome back to the Full Tank with Phil podcast, the first ever podcast about gambling on NASCAR. This week's episode is jam-packed, a little bit unexpected. So to give you a heads up on what to expect on this episode, we will start by recapping Martinsville. Bit of a snooze fest. We'll touch on all of that around it and how our bets did and try to move past it. (laughs) Then we will then get to Bristol Dirt Race on Easter Sunday. It's a wild card race on the schedule. We're going to talk about the strategy around it and all the in-betweens around this dirt track at Bristol. And then it's time to talk about our picks. We're going to Call out some guys that make sense to throw your money down on. So three picks to win the race. Then finishing position bets. Now that one's going to be a little bit more fun this week. Kind of uh, a free-for-all in that section compared to what we're used to. And then at the end, we have a surprise guest. So out of nowhere, last-minute type of thing, we've got Derek. You can find him at PicksByBlaze on Twitter and Instagram for the Action Network. Um, he hit me up last minute and jumped on with me to talk head-to-heads and trucks. So program alert, kind of a, a wonky week for me as far as timing. I've been working with the guys from the Speedway Steve 2 Twitter account. They will be on. That's Phil and Steve. They were on last year. Great guys. They're going to be on next week. We were actually thinking about Bristol Dirt, but I kind of told them, hey, I don't want to mess around with you. My timing is going to be all out of whack this week. So you can expect them on next week's episode for Talladega. So I didn't think I had anybody on with me this week. And then as I'm sitting down to do the, the podcast, I had just gotten done recording Derek's Twitter Spaces show, and he said, hey, if you need a guest, let me know. So we jumped on, unexpected, a random full tank face-off, and we'll see what comes out of it. So we talked head-to-head matchups and truck action as well. I was planning on talking about that in the Phil's Fired Up section, but hey, figured I'd bounce that off Derek as well. So a lot to get to at the end of the podcast as well. So very exciting and an unexpected deal here on this week's episode. So let's take a look back at Martinsville. Now I'm surprised my intro with the race ending there from the broadcast didn't put anyone to sleep. William Byron is your winner. And just to, you know, give a little teaser for next week, the guys from Speedway Steve 2 on Twitter had Byron as a pick to win the race last week. So they were, uh, I, I was trying to jinx it, trying to say, you know, hey, let's get a caution here. This brace is boring, blah, 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 blah. I didn't think about the guys who had Byron because um, I didn't have them. So I was not thinking about those betters out there, but they had them and uh, obviously paid off. So I'm kicking myself for a reason here. And I was on vacation last week. We went up to the mountains right near Pocono Raceway, actually. Our family has a, a shared house up there. And I made this joke last year during the Pocono race where 
there's a, a road that we take in and out to get to the main road uh, up there to where we basically do everything. Um, and we pass a street sign for Byron Road. And I made the joke last year, like, hey, the gambling gods are trying to tell me something here. And I must have passed that Byron sign, I don't know, 25 times during the course of the long weekend. And I kept thinking about making that joke again. I'm like, nah, that's pretty lame to do that again. And I almost did it because the street Byron actually intersects with the main drag there twice. So I pass it double the amount of times that I actually took the road. And I just didn't bring myself to, to make the joke. And I, I should have just taken the heads up from the gambling gods and just thrown an individual bet on it without really saying anything to anyone. I didn't. And I paid the price. Um, there's actually another street that intersects and it's Elliot. And I had Elliot last week and it looked like Elliot was a, a pretty good bet. So to get back to what went down at Martinsville and uh, the, the gambling gods there, we had Elliot and he looked fantastic. And then after that pit road situation where Byron took the lead, that was it. And it was just a terrible race. We're going to get into how bad it was, but no one could pass. And the true indication that no one could pass was when Chase, after losing position on pit road, was actually able to hunt down Byron and he got up to him at one point and then could not make the pass. And then from that point forward, Chase ended up fading pretty hard. Other guys came into the picture, Austin Dillon being one of them, uh, but it still was William Byron's show. Joey Logano was there in the end. They had a, a late caution. I'm saying caution with air quotes. They kind of were dying for something to happen. And even with that overtime restart, it was still not enough for any real drama. Uh, Clint Boyer could not have called out the word caution any any, any louder on that broadcast. And Mike Joy was like, hey, man, <laughs> relax. Like, that's my job. Uh, that's how badly they needed something to go down. It was just really bad. The two races that we saw previous, the trucks and the Xfinity races, were also not great races, but they had more cautions to them. So you were able to see these guys who got off cycle and kind of, you know, rotate in and out. It was the, the off cycle guys up front, then it was the regular crowd, and it kept going back and forth because of the different cautions and the strategy that played out there. There were barely any cautions in the cup race because everything, I don't know if it was just like too cold. Everyone was trying to come up with some sort of excuse. So it really hurt the bets because there wasn't much action on the track. And it was really disappointing to see. So coming out of Martinsville, how do we do? We had Martin Truex Jr. as one of our picks to win the race. He was utterly useless. JGR as a whole was absolutely atrocious. So they were a complete wash. We ended up hitting uh, with Kurt in a top 10. So that played out pretty good. We had Kyle Busch for a, a top five. That just missed. Kyle rebounded and ended up in the top 10. I think he finished seventh. So that was a little bit of a killer there that he couldn't sneak up and, and grab that. Now, the, the biggest bet that was a killer, I think, was we called out A.J. Allmendinger as a total long shot to finish top 10. A.J. practiced and finished 11th in practice. That gave me even more excitement, like this is going to hit plus 300, what's going on here? But he missed qualifying. He did not get a chance to qualify. So that killed him. It killed our bet. And even after he didn't qualify, I was still thinking to myself, well, he's got a fast car, so we should be fine with this bet. I'm, I'm fine with this. 
but it should have been an early indication in the race when AJ was lapsed down immediately that something was going on here. Because if you had a fast car, he should have been, you know, up through the, the field a little bit. And that was just not the case. Track position was the buzzword of the night. You needed it, and they didn't have it, the guys starting in the back. Denny Hamlin was lapsed down early. So it was just like, what's going on here? No passing is not the type of race that you want on a Saturday night, you know, at a short track like Martinsville where it gets a lot of hype. Very disappointing. So um, that Almondinger bet seemed good after practice, but obviously when you're starting in the back at a race where no one can pass, you're really dead in the water. As far as the head-to-head matchups go, we did pretty good last week. We went 2-1. and one. We hit Byron, who was a race winner, in a head-to-head matchup there. And we also hit Logano, who finished second over Denny Hamlin. That bet was pretty much over, not even as stage one came to an end, with Hamlin being completely out of it. So the one we missed was Brad Kozlowski. Couldn't beat Chase Briscoe there. So pretty... Uh, you know, big deal. We missed the, the parlay, but individually went two and one. So Brad, like we said, if he can't get it done there, if he doesn't perform well at Martinsville, there might be some cause for concern in that six car. The next two weeks, complete wild card races. So it'll be tough to use these as a, something to gauge off of how that team is doing. But when we get back to um, the schedule after that, we'll have to really consider not taking him. So all in all, you know, we hit a top 10, just missed a, a top five and two and one in head-to-heads. Pretty good. Pretty standard week. I'm happy about it coming out a little bit on top there as far as um, money gain there. So I can't complain. We can't hit the outrights every single week, but uh, we will do our damnedest to do it again this week. So just to put a cap on it, it ended up being one of the worst rated races in Jeff Gluck's Was It a Good Race poll, which is a great barometer for how races ended up. And that just really tells the full story. Like, if it was that bad, you know, I, I didn't feel alone. So, um, glad that it's over. Let's move on. And, and I'm typically, we're going to move to this Bristol dirt race. I kind of cringe when I hear this dirt race on the schedule. And I honestly couldn't be more happy to be done with Martinsville. Like, halfway through that race, I was like, get me to Bristol dirt. So here we are. Last year, there was so much hype around this track. They are covering Bristol Motor Speedway with just piles and piles of dirt. And I am one who just loves Bristol so much that I'm upset that we're losing a regular Bristol race to do this. All right. That's like where I am at at my core. But, you know, we've got a a dirt race to speak of, the Cup drivers are into it so it definitely generates conversation it makes betting very hard so if you're looking back at last year there was so much hype around kyle larson christopher bell and anyone else that had dirt experience in their background and the way it turned out i mean joey logano was your winner last year he's not somebody who comes from a dirt background and so it really kind of struck me as like well you know the guys on dirt had all the hype, but the top five, four of the five top five drivers were not dirt track people per se. So that really, you know, struck a chord with me as I'm going into this week saying like, well, it's great to have dirt experience, but it's not everything. So remember that as you're making your picks, like just because somebody is not 
a dirt driver in their past when they were younger doesn't mean that they're not worth betting on this week. So that was something, you know, looking back on that I had to pull. If you look back at the race, Larson and Bell, they wrecked in the same wreck. Christopher Bell got loose, took out Larson, who was driving from the back after starting back there when they made some changes after qualifying. So he was driving through the field, gets wrecked by the other dirt driver. Like it was basically set up to be a showdown between those two guys. And they, it was just the irony of it. They wrecked each other. So didn't necessarily, you know, pan out the way NASCAR thought it was going to be. They brought in some dirt ringers. They did absolutely nothing. So I think it's worth looking for trying to look ahead and trying to predict what's going on this week. I really think that it's worth looking at a combination of that race last year, but also looking at who's good at Bristol because we saw the race winner, Joey Logano. He's really good at Bristol. And so I think they even made a comment during the race like, hey, this isn't all about dirt. You know, if you're good at this track, you're going to be able to get around a little bit here. So it's that combination. It's that sweet spot. We're looking for guys who are, you know, either had success at Bristol in the past, a little bit of dirt success. Like, let's try to find that happy medium here. That's something that you should consider as you're looking through your bets now. So when we're on that topic, let's look at the track stats. Because we've only got one race to go off of for the Bristol Dirt Race. So I'm going to give you the the full gambit of Bristol, including that dirt race. So it's a combination of um, 121 races at Bristol and one race at the Bristol Dirt Track. So the winner has started from the pole 27 times. The most recent pole winner was Brad Keselowski in 2020. Starting the top five 57% of the time, the Last four non-dirt winners started in the top five. And starting the top 10, the winner starts there 78% of the time. The last five races at Bristol, that included the dirt last year, Joey Logano started 10th. All the winners started in the top 10. So that's important. And looking at the other metrics here, starting outside the top 20 is a big deal at Bristol. Only six times in the history of the racetrack. Remember, 122 races all time. Only six times has the winner started outside of the top 20 and won the race. Now, this week, we've got some craziness in terms of the qualifying because we've got heat races, which I love the heat races. Eldora was my first like real experience with NASCAR and the, the trucks um and at dirt and i loved the heat races around that stuff so we're going to get a little bit of that this weekend and that's going to help set the field there's some like bonus points around like passing cars and that's going to set the field now part of me says that that's kind of must see tv because of what we just talked about you know starting outside the top 20 is really tough to get up and win the race but at the same time there is without a doubt an element to this race that is just almost like Daytona and Talladega. It's unpredictable. We saw it last year. We're going to touch on that in, in one second. So starting outside the top 20 in this race, because it's the dirt race, might not be as crazy because crazy stuff could unfold as the race goes on. Looking at manufacturer trends, it's pretty good mix between the three of them in the last 10 races. We've had four Fords, four Toyotas, and two Chevys winning in the last 10 races at Bristol. Now, an interesting stat here about Toyota, because if you see a Toyota starting on the pole, take note, because 
four of the last five polls were won by Toyota drivers, and four of the last six Toyota wins came from the poll. So I know we're combining the one dirt race with all the other Bristol races here, so maybe we'll come back to that again in the fall, but it's still an interesting fact. If we see a Toyota driver on the poll, it's an interesting tidbit there. They seem to have most of their success as far as winning the race, starting from the number one position. So I mentioned that we've got a truck race this year that is going to be talked about here at the end of this episode, and that's because of a number of different reasons. We've got cup drivers jumping down into that series to get some laps in. Well, we had the same thing last year, and it definitely paid off to some drivers. So, you know, last year's truck race, it was the, the same day as the, the cup race, um, but it's a pretty big deal. So you're going to want to watch that truck race you know, as well as the, the qualifying and the heat races, because you're going to see what the track has in store for us. Now, last year, it was just a, a bit of a wild card. I mean, I don't think it played out the way that NASCAR wanted. First of all, we didn't get a chance for qualifying, I believe, because there was a lot of rain that weekend for Bristol. We had the race move to Monday. Then during the race, it was just a dust storm. Drivers couldn't see anything. They were running into people right in front of them because the dust clouds were that bad. The in-car cameras were, were showing just pure chaos. And they ended up having to switch to single-file restarts, which were, you know, made it a little bit weirder uh, because they haven't had that in forever. So it wasn't exactly the excitement factor there. It made it tougher for some of the guys to get going in the back. It just was not the way that the race, the race didn't play out the way that NASCAR wanted. I think you could say that. It's a fair statement. So this year, we'll see. It's a night race. We'll see how that changes. Now, as far as the dirt drivers go, the main guys that, you know, we already touched on, we've got Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell. They're the ones that everyone's going to be talking about. They've each won the Chili Bowl, which is like one of the biggest deals in dirt racing multiple times. Christopher Bell actually has three Chili Bowl wins. Kyle Larson has two. And there are some other guys out there with some dirt experience. So we'll touch on them as we get to them here in this episode. But the strategy for this week, this is either you kind of avoid it a little bit or you do more of a, a sprinkle play where you kind of take a, a set amount of money and you sprinkle it amongst uh, a few different either drivers to win or, or different types of bets. I have a hard time like going all in on this race because of the unknown. Um, and we're going to get a similar situation next week with Talladega, but we know more about what that unknown is. That's the devil we know. Bristol is, you know, from what we saw last year, it just kind of did not work out. So it makes me a little hesitant. So without further ado, let's get to some picks to actually, you know, win the race. Like I said, take your time, sprinkle it if you want to play it, but I would hesitate to go all in. But if you are going to make some picks to win outright, I've got one from each manufacturer here because there is value here. The odds are, you know, very long and in favor of the gambler in a lot of these outright plays. So we're going to start with the obvious one, the one that everybody talks about, and it's Kyle Larson. I did not see myself calling out Kyle Larson on this podcast episode, but when the odds came out, 
I was pleasantly surprised. So right now, he's going off at plus 550. I actually snagged him at plus 650. And, you know, I think it might get a little lower. We'll have to see what happens with the heat races. But the reason why I'm into this is because last year, we were looking at Kyle Larson. It, this was like slated as like the Super Bowl of dirt last year, right? It was like Kyle Larson versus Chris Revelle. Kyle Larson was plus 250 last year to win this race. It was like a foregone conclusion that he was going to be the person to get the checkered flag. So thanks to uh, someone on Twitter, May Hemily, looking back at the podcast episode last year to try to get the odds because I was trying to find out what the odds were via Google and was coming up short, but um, she reached back and, and saw that it was 250 last year. So when you look at that combined with what you're seeing this year, starting at 650, dropping down now to 550, that's still value because this guy is still a monster. He had a bit of a reality check last year. He wrecked in that race and had a, a rough finish, multiple laps down. But when we talk about someone who's good at Bristol, overall and someone who's good on dirt there is nobody who is better than kyle larson which i was kind of surprised about his bristol stats i mean we've heard all about his dirt stats right so we'll start there two chili bowl championships he finished sixth in the 2022 championship for the chili bowl this year uh, before the season started he's the current knoxville nationals champ so that's a huge deal as well. I think that's the one they call the granddaddy of them all. Um, so he's the current Knoxville champ. And 2020, when he was out of NASCAR, he ran about 126 dirt races and won just over half of them. So that's why everyone talks about Kyle Larson. If you're sick about hearing him and dirt together, that's why. Like, he's just unbelievable. There's only one guy who's have that type of stats christopher bell like we said can compete with dirt in his credentials and his resume but no one has that stat 50 percent of a win percentage um, on dirt in a single season that's just unbelievable so then i was a little surprised to see his bristol stats because if you're looking at his last 10 races which is including the dirt race last year he has one win, three top fives, six top tens, and that's a total of eight races for him in that time span. His average finish at Bristol is first, 9.3. Driver rating, first, 108.2. And that includes the rough Bristol dirt race, the one that he was supposed to win. So just unbelievable that we're getting him awesome at Bristol, awesome on the dirt for plus 550 at this point. I got him at 650. I have to imagine it's going to go down. So he went out and won in the fall last year after having a, a rough dirt series race. So this is the obvious pick. I mean, you know, I'm not blowing anybody's doors away with this pick. I think the, the reason I'm calling out is just because the value is very much there still. And if you can get it, you should definitely hop on it. I, I think it's too hard to pass up unless it dips down around 300. That's when I would start to get a little queasy. But at this point in the week, you know, recording this on a Wednesday night, I think this is uh, still really good value. So that's why I'm calling Kyle out. I did not think that I was going to be doing that, but when they released the odds, I had to. So now let's move on to a couple guys who are, you know, a bit of a longer shot because that's really what we're talking about this week. When, you know, we see these like super speedway type odds, it's, hey, how are we going to cash in on a random race winner? Well, somebody that 
came to mind for me was Martin Truex Jr. I just cannot get off this train yet. I know that as soon as I stop calling him out, he's going to win the very next week. Um, and I'm not guarantee, you know, that I'm going to keep taking him. I don't want to bore you to death every single week. I probably won't take him next week at Dega. But this week, I, he's a very viable candidate to get it done. So I can't stop betting on him this week. I still think he's got a chance at plus 1,400. That's just really good value here. Now, last week, he was a total letdown. He just was completely out to lunch, as was much of the JGR camp. But he actually fought back to finish like mid-teens, I believe, last week. Last year at the Bristol Dirt Race, he was a force. He hopped in the trucks, and he won the truck race earlier in the day. So that tells you, you know, somebody who wanted to dedicate it, Truex, again, not a typical dirt driver, hopped in, got some dirt experience that day, and it really paid off for him. Because in the cup race, he was also a force. He led double the amount of laps of anyone else, 126 laps led for Martin Truex Jr. Logano, the race winner, had 61. So again, more than double the race winner. So He's not one of those dirt guys. He finished 19th in that race. He had a tire go down the last lap or the last overtime or whatever it was. And that makes you look back on this and say, oh, wow, he really didn't do that well. But this is the big stat. If you look at the driver rating for all the drivers in the race, and then you compare that to where they finished, you get to see some discrepancies. And this is the biggest one. Because he finished 19th, he has the second best driver rating. So there is some value here at plus 1,400. Um, I think he's got a bit of a scare factor to him because of what we saw last week. But, you know, different track altogether. Um, they shake that off and, and they'll be right back in it. JGR is very good at like kind of shaking things off. They are like a roller coaster recently. And so they had a bad week last week. They're not the you know, like the quarterback who just lets the interceptions sit in their head and they keep throwing interceptions. That's not JGR. They are able to kind of regroup and next week's a new week. So I'm hoping that's the case here for the dirt race. Um, the, the finish last year plus last week gives us that value of 1400 in his last 10 races at Bristol, just as a throw in here, he's got two top tens, but seventh place came last fall. So you know, starting to figure this place out a little bit more. And his driver rating is ninth out of everyone, 90.7. So Truex is a very viable option for you with some decent value plus 1,400. So lock me in for the 19, and we'll see if he can perform a little bit better than last week. The last guy that I'm going to take to win the race or call out here plus 1,400 again is Chase Briscoe. So this is another longer odds type of play, but I think this is another guy who has a solid combo of Bristol experience and dirt experience. His racing background started at in Indiana when he was 13 years old and kind of sparked his love of driving at that point. So he came up on the dirt tracks. He raced in the truck series at Eldora and had some really good success there. He had a third place finish, a seventh place finish, and more notably, a big win at Eldora in 2018. So that's a pretty big deal. 
Now, Eldora is not like apples to apples by any means, but we're trying to scratch and claw here for a lot of these guys, trying to say, hey, this is one reason why they would be worth betting on. And a win at Eldora is a pretty big deal. So looking at the trucks last year, he finished fifth in the truck race that Truex won at Bristol. So if you're looking for more of an apples to apples comparison, Briscoe right there in fifth place. So he's definitely someone who can get around a dirt track. He got caught up in some wrecks last year due to that like dusty blindness that they were dealing with. He ended up fin finishing 20th, which obviously doesn't look good on paper, but it's giving us a good look at some good odds here, plus 1,400. He's improved at Bristol last year. He, he went from that 20th place finish to the fall race on the regular surface where he finished 13th. This year, he's 10th in green flag speed. So I think we can all agree that Chase Briscoe is a better driver, a different driver than he was last year. We like what we're seeing out of Chase Briscoe. He's you know, in the playoffs basically with that win at Phoenix. So he's driving more smooth. Dirt track, maybe he feels like he's got an advantage. He'll take some chances that he might not necessarily would have done if he didn't have that win. His Xfinity career at Bristol was very good. He had a win, four top fives in six races. So Again, like we said, a good combo of Bristol and Dirt Experience. Chase Briscoe is another one of those guys. Plus 1,400 is too good to lay off. So lock me in for that one. He's also in a featured matchup versus Daniel Suarez, where he's an absolute monster favorite, minus 180. Um, you're going to have to parlay that with something to make that worth your while. But I think that's an absolute lock. Suarez getting a little love of uh, from last year, finishing top five. But I don't think that continues. So... Chase Briscoe, plus 1,400, Martin Truex Jr., plus 1,400, and the favorite, Kyle Larson, plus 550 right now. Lock them in. All right, all right, all right. So now we've got an exciting part of the podcast because it's the finishing position, but we're talking mostly top 10s. I think it's all top 10s this week. There's a fire sale going on at Barstool Sportsbook. The top 10 section at Barstool, once again, has not disappointed. I feel like that's their gimmick. They've got some pretty brutal odds in the head-to-heads and to win the race, you know, typically not as good as what we're seeing at DraftKings, but their top 10s are always so much better than what we're seeing elsewhere. It's just crazy. So if you don't have a Barstool Sportsbook account and you love betting top 10s, it's really worth your while. I Trust me, I'm not affiliated with Barcel in any way, shape, or form. I'm looking out for you as the gambler, the best odds out there. The top 10s, man, they're good. So let's start with one reason and one exclamation point to try to explain to you how much better they are because Ryan Blaney is going off at Barcel at minus 112 to finish in the top 10. That's wild to me because looking at it, at a different sports book, DraftKings, he's minus 250. So that tells you someone out there thinks that this is a lock. So let's take advantage of it on Barstool. He finished eighth in the dirt race last year, fourth in the fall. He has six top 10 finishes in his last 10 races, which is tied for most out of everyone in NASCAR. So there's a few people who have six top 10 finishes in the last 10 races at Bristol, including the dirt race, and he's one of them. So it tells you he's got that Bristol experience that we're looking for here. He was so consistent. That's what we love about Ryan Blaney, what we saw last year. 
He was very good in the dirt race. He was able to kind of get around some of the craziness. He was caught up in some of the craziness and still, you know, was able to maintain that. So I, I loved what I saw from Ryan Blaney last year. He was just kind of there. He wasn't, you know, causing any problems for anyone. You know, his teammate ends up winning the race. He's, he was just there kind of out for a stroll on a Monday afternoon and he brings the car home eighth, so not too shabby. And he's great value here, minus 112 to finish in that top 10. He's seventh in driver rating at Bristol. So a lot of good stuff that we're seeing out of Blaney at just this season in general, right? If you want to put this season's lens on it with this new car, you know, a lot of hate on the new car because of what we saw at Martinsville. I think you can kind of throw that out the window for Bristol because we've got some, some different banking this, this year at Bristol. The flat tracks are not where we're seeing the new car thrive. Bristol is not a flat track. So I don't think you can kind of use what we saw last week and and say, hey, that's something different. Um, Blaney this season, his numbers are phenomenal. And I think because of all that together, he's a really good chance here at a top 10. So minus 112 just screams to you. Now, let's talk about Ricky Stenthouse Jr. He is plus 105 to finish in the top 10. Ricky, I mean, let's use him as an example of why this part of the podcast, this segment, this finishing position segment is going to be so fun this week. Because if you want to talk craziness, this is where you have an opportunity to hit some bigger numbers, right? You're taking a lot more risks on guys that, you know, don't really make all the sense in the world, but they have a chance. Because if it goes crazy like last year, where everything just becomes kind of a, a wild card, really anybody's not out of it. So Ricky Stenhouse, he finished second in that race and looked great doing it. He really did. Um, really mustered it up, tried to throw it in there at the very end to, to get the win. He's a dirt guy. He's someone who has the experience running the races at the Chili Bowl, at the Knoxville Nationals. Grew up on dirt. He was kind of that third guy, right? When it was just like last year, they were billing this as like the Larson versus Bell. Well, what about Stenhouse? He was like the third amigo there. And uh, he lived up to the billing. Like the other two guys couldn't. Well, Ricky Stenhouse, all of a sudden at the end, everyone, if you replay that race, everyone was kind of like blown away. Like, okay, well, Truex led all these laps. Wow, you know, with the truck race really helped him out. Whoa, where did Daniel Suarez come from? Um, he's leading all these laps. Joey Logano coming out of left field, you know, he's, he's winning the race. Well, it was Ricky Stenhouse Jr. almost sending it at the end and stealing one. He, he minded his business and got the job done. So plus 2,500 to win the race, I'm not shy about that, but I immediately wanted to see what his top 10 are, odds are, and he's plus 105 for a top 10. So Stenhouse, we're going heavy on the dirt experience for a pick like that because we know that you know he's not great at Bristol, but he proved last year that he was able to get around the track and, and survive all the nut jobs out there wrecking their cars. So I like Stenhouse plus 105 to finish in the top 10. Another driver that we're going to call out for a top 10 finish we're seeing great odds for is Austin Dillon. Austin, another one that our friend May Hemily called out on Twitter, reminding us last year that Dylan was kind of a hot commodity last year, a, a good pick 
amongst some of the talking heads. We had Jordan Bianchi on from The Athletic at this episode last year. He talked about Austin Dillon. And Dillon, top 10, for plus 240 this year, seems like a pretty good deal. I know, you know, I was on Derek's Twitter Spaces show earlier this night, and people were talking about Austin Dillon on that one. He is someone who might be sleeping, uh, or people might be sleeping on him. He's, he's slipping below the radar. He's got some decent dirt experience. He went to the Dirt Nationals last year. He won his event in that category. He won Eldora before, for whatever that's worth, if that means anything to you. He's racing in the truck race. So he's getting dirt experience. He has success in dirt in the past. So he's got momentum as well. I mean, that top five finish last week, phenomenal. They really did well. They were definitely the most fun car to cheer for in that race because, you know, it really didn't feel like they should be there. So you got to see they have momentum coming out of that race, going to a, a dirt track plus 240 is like, wow, really good odds. Because who's to say that a lot of these bare guys are going to um, dominate, right? They could easily have a, a huge wreck and then all of a sudden three cars up there. So, I like plus 240 in the top 10. Another guy, kind of a similar situation, plus 275 is Chris Busher. I know I talk about Chris Busher a lot in this top 10 segment, but it's because he's typically around um, the best odds that you can get for someone who's like sort of in the ballpark here. He's got one top 10 at Bristol in his last 10 races, but it was eighth in 2020 fall, so it wasn't that long ago. And he's raced in the Bristol nationals and the dirt nationals last year he did some testing there as well he finished 14th in the race last year in the cup series so you know he could be a benefactor to the chaos if there's more chaos he could be you know you drop four spots and you're right there in that top 10 baby so he's someone who you know doesn't necessarily have the background fully that we're looking for he's tried his best at dirt in the past at Bristol, he's clearly still learning, but he's had decent speed this season. So plus 275, yeah. I mean, like I said, this is a sprinkle situation. We're trying to throw some darts at some guys with some long odds and see what sticks. Another guy that I think makes a lot more sense than Busher and is also getting decent odds, plus 170, is Bubba Wallace. He has a win at Eldora in the past, and he got knocked around last year, blew a tire, uh, at the end of that race, so didn't get the finish that he deserved. His driver rating was 84.2, which was way better than the finish that he got, uh, which was like 27th. So like I said, had a, a rough end to that race, but he was definitely someone who was up there and fighting. So you're telling me that he can't do it, plus 170. He's got one top 10 finish at Bristol in eight starts, so not totally dominating at Bristol, but I think what we're seeing at Bubba is that success. This is a track that I would think that they might have circled as some place to maybe steal some points from these other guys because they are not having a great season thus far. So plus 170, I'm willing to put that number up. I'm, I'm willing to throw money down on all these guys to finish, you know, top five, top 10, because I think if chaos ensues, these are all names that could be there at the end. The last guy that I'm going to throw out there, if you really want a huge long shot, plus 700, Todd Gillen. He's someone who's had success on dirt. A lot of good truck experience. Um, so they raced on dirt in the past. 
Todd Gillen is someone that is more of a backmarker car right now. They haven't had like total success. They actually qualified really well last week. Good practice, good qualifying. Um, there's someone who could kind of be there plus 700, like almost anyone uh, plus 700 to finish top 10 at this racetrack is decent value because if, you know, we were on uh, that Twitter spaces show and skybox NASCAR, I think uh, made reference to the fact that these are, he's kind of looking at it like a super speedway. And you're telling me that Todd Gillen couldn't finish in the top 10 at a super speedway. Uh, I thought that was a really great point. I'm going to, you know, echo that. So if you're looking for like a super long shot, Look for some of these guys down the list on these top 10s. Plus 700 is really good value for really anyone, but Todd Gillen especially. So um, that's what makes this race fun, I guess, because you look at these types of bets, get a lot longer odds, sprinkle some smaller amounts of bets on there, and then sit back and see what unfolds because, you know, we're really not sure what's going to happen. As far as the racetrack is concerned, is that going to play ball the way they think this year? We'll see. But if you've got these bets sprinkled around, it makes it a lot more fun on Easter Sunday night. So to recap the guys we just talked about, Ryan Blaney, minus 112 top 10. Stenhouse, plus 105 top 10. I really love the Stenhouse pick. Uh, Austin Dillon, a little sprinkle there, plus 240. Chris Buescher, kind of a throw in at plus 275. Bubba Wallace, I like, plus 170 top 10. And then the, the super long shot, Todd Gillen, plus 700. That's a big number. Lock them in, baby. If it isn't my concho on the sale, shake and bake, buddy! Shake it! Before you bake it! Here I come. Slingshot engaged. So now we've reached the part of the podcast that we typically get into some head-to-head matchups. And like I said at the top of the episode, we were surprised this week right before I started recording. Got a text from Derek at Picks by Blaze. You can find him on the Action Network, um, as well as some other places, as we'll hear. And he said, hey, you know, let me know if you want me to jump on and talk uh, head-to-heads with you. So that's what we did. We did a little makeshift full tank face-off, which if you're not familiar, we have three matchups. And if you're choosing the matchup, whatever guy you choose, the other person gets stuck with the other driver in that matchup. And uh, yeah, we'll see who comes out victorious in that best of three with the matchup. So we get into some of that. We get into a little bit of trucks, you know. I was planning on talking about the trucks at the end. Well, we had Derek on the call with me talking about trucks as well. So great conversation here with Derek. And without further ado, let's get right into it. So now we will welcome on a surprise guest. Did not know that we were going to be joined by Derek at Picks by Blaze on Twitter. Uh Surprise, got a text from him after recording your show, Derek, on Twitter. Uh, and I'm happy to have you on. We're going to talk some head-to-head matchups here. So, Derek, thanks for joining once again. Surprise. Yeah, yeah. well, I appreciate you uh, being spontaneous. Uh, like you said, we just we just did the uh, my NASCAR betting preview show on uh, Twitter Spaces every Wednesday. And sitting here after the show, all hyped uh, after just getting done talking about Bristol Dirt and uh, a little bit of truck series, and I was like, "Man, maybe maybe Phil will be open to having a, a last second guest if you want to just kind of chat it up a little bit." So I appreciate you accepting that invite, and uh, really glad to be back on the show. It's been a little while. Yeah, no, I mean, so first of all, shout out Speedway Steve too on Twitter. They those guys, Phil and Steve, 
I've uh, been working with them. They're going to be on next week. And I actually told them, you know, let's, let's hold off this week. My schedule's crazy um, this week. So uh, I, you know, just happened to work out right when I was sitting down to record Derek text me. So guys, if you're listening, uh, sorry, definitely be on next week. Um, but Derek, you have been busy. Uh, you joined for Daytona and then since then you've got a lot going on. So tell us, you know, I mean, you just mentioned the show, but tell us what you're doing there. And then, uh, you know, your recent news that you announced last week on Twitter. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Like, uh, you were saying, I mean, Daytona was cool. Um, and just being able to chat with you. But then after that, I started picking up and doing uh, Twitter spaces. It's kind of like I, you you put it so well. And I tell people about the show and I use your phrasing. It's a radio show meets a podcast. And uh, I usually have a guest. Uh, uh, Phil, here's my uh, co-host for the show each and every week. And then uh, we get guys like Skybox NASCAR. Uh, Dale Tanhart's been on the last uh, couple weeks. And. Uh, it's just been amazing since Daytona, that progression. It's all happened so fast, um, just being involved in the community and, um, you know, being able to make so many different relationships happen. I was on a show last night um, in between media. They do a, the back back road. I mean, it's just uh, was with Burnout Avenue, just the flag hunting pod last week. So, like, I've just been able to meet so many cool people and been fortunate that they've asked me to join them on their show, talk uh betting talk you know previewing so yeah it's been crazy and then last week um i got a call from dale tanhart of the garage guys and chase uh with the garage guys and they called me on tuesday and uh, asked if i would have interest to write uh on the garage guys fantasy sports website um doing truck series betting and dfs and i was so pumped i couldn't believe that they thought of me um, to be able to do that. And so I quickly wrote out an article uh, last uh, week for Martinsville, um, hit on the Zane, Zane Smith bet, listened to the uh, Full Tank with Phil podcast and got some of those insights. And then this week, just prepping for uh, Bristol Dirt. So, I mean, it's been crazy and uh, how much has happened so quick from coming on your show last year uh, and to now. So, it's been a lot of fun and I appreciate you each and every week making an effort to come on my show. And um, like I said, I mean, texting you so spontaneously and saying, Hey, you want to chat it up and you, you were in. So I appreciate it. Absolutely. I mean, so just to tail off of that, I mean, what you're doing is really cool. If you're someone that's listening to this podcast right now that hasn't um, had a chance to jump on to the Twitter spaces show, definitely you know, kind of mark that down in the, the, you know, filing cabinet and the, the brain there for Wednesday nights at eight o'clock, because if you're someone who, you know, likes to talk or, or, you know, think about gambling on NASCAR, it's an opportunity for you to jump in and just kind of, you know, shoot the shit, you know, uh, Derek has uh, different people on each week to kind of get the conversation started, but anyone that's on the, the show can jump in. And that's what makes it so cool. And Derek, you do such a good job of like trying to get the community together. You're, you're one person who is just like out there and like, that's, that's your mission. It seems like, which is fantastic. Um, and congratulations garage guys. That's it. That's a really big deal. Those guys are super affiliated with NASCAR. They do a, a Twitter spaces pretty much every Friday, breaking down the show through NASCAR's Twitter. So um, very cool, very big deal 
for sure. So happy for you and um, hope it continues to to go well. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, like you said, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying, I'm one person just trying to help grow community like you are. I mean, it's so interesting to hear how many people around the country listen to your show or have heard me talk from your show that live in a different state. And it's like, wow, people take time out of their day um, to listen. So it is all um, surreal to say the least. So yeah, appreciate the kind words there. Absolutely. So you sent me the text. So I mentioned how my week's been kind of crazy. I typically have all my stuff kind of written out. I was sitting down with head to heads and I had not written anything out yet. You sent me the text, you know, right after um, we finished with your Twitter spaces show. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it because I, I'm looking at what we have to go off of here. Now on the Twitter spaces show, we break down the feature matchups. Um, definitely give that a look. Uh, if you're interested in hearing those break down those four matchups, typically DraftKings has a good slate of head to heads that are out by now, right now it's Wednesday night and uh, we still don't have those barstool is the only thing that I'm seeing right now with head to head matchups that are not the featured matchup. So I was struggling because the, the matchups, nothing is really jumping out to me. Um, so when you texted me, you know, I was just about to start recording the, the first part. I was like, you know what? Yes, let's do this spontaneous uh, surprise guest. So it's a surprise face-off. Um, and this is going to be super interesting because we we've talked about it a bunch. Bristol dirt being complete wild card. It is the super speedway level uh, wild card ish. And um, it'll make these head to head matchups that are already kind of like weird, even more interesting. Um, so Derek in the past, you have, not been able to beat me in the, the face-off. Um, I'm going to give you the option this time because normally I let my guests take two of the three matchups. Um, but, you know, surprise guests, I'll let you choose. Do you want to continue to take two of the three or do you want me to take uh, the extra? Because it seems like the extra one's been the killer. Yeah, I think uh, I think a smart man would, would pick that I just pick one. I'll let you do the two. Like you said, historically, he's not been a great record, um, but I think that changes this weekend. So I'll let you kick it off and I'll pick the middle matchup and I'll take the other two. All right. Sounds good. So I'll start with the one that I was kind of uh, noodling on uh, as you texted me, and that was Kevin Harvick versus Daniel Suarez. Um, so this one starts for me with Suarez. I think he is in a featured matchup and in one of these other matchups because he had a good run here last time around. He led 58 laps last time at Bristol's dirt race a year ago. And that had a lot of people saying, you know, wow, that, that was really the breakout time for, for their team uh, to really say like, they they've got something there. So I think that's why he's so involved in these heavy head-to-head uh, -head matchups this week. Going up against Harvick, I'm going to take Harvick, which I think some people might scoff at, but I'm going to go with Harvick for consistency purposes. Um, I think this is, you know, I said earlier, this is a track where 
the unknown of the dirt. I'm combining that with what we've seen at Bristol in the past. Harvick in the past at Bristol has been very successful. Ten or six top tens in his last ten matchups, including the Bristol Dirt Race uh, in that ten um, race slate. So what we saw from Harvick last year was he jumped in the trucks, ran trucks, finished mid-teens. I think it was around like 14, 15, 16. Then right after that, jumped in the cup ride and did the same exact thing. So I saw consistency there on the dirt. A lot of people said, yeah, we're fading Harvick because he has no dirt experiences. He's old, that whole thing. Um, This is a young man's game, that sort of deal. If you're running in a head-to-head matchup, my mindset's going, hey, give me the consistency. I got a guy who ran, you know, 15th last year on dirt in two races, trucks and cup. I got a guy who's great at Bristol normally when it's the normal surface. And I got a guy who's running pretty good this year. Whereas the other guy Suarez in this matchup, the guy I'm giving you, Derek, I can't say the same about any of those things. Um, So what are your thoughts on Suarez? Do you like that I'm giving you somebody who came in a top five last year, or are you kind of uh, upset with it? Well, I think uh, if Suarez is going to get back on track, it's probably going to be this weekend uh, just because of his last year's success. He led 58 laps, finished fourth, like you said. Um, and the first part of this year did not go or it went well for him in finishing in the top 10 in the first three of five races. But the last three, he hasn't even finished better than 16th. So maybe this weekend, uh, obviously, it's kind of a wild card race. Um, but you know, he did, he did finish well, he knows how to get it done. Uh, I'll bank on that. You know, Ross has just been red hot, uh, his teammate and, uh, you know, maybe Suarez just kind of takes a little bit of that good luck charm and applies it this weekend. So, um, I think he'll be aggressive enough. Uh, he did surprise everybody. Nobody thought he had really the dirt track background, um, that he, you know, showed up with. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see, but I I don't hate that side. Um, so I'll back Suarez. Uh, it's been a long time since I had him on any type of uh, card or anything. So looks like I'll be having a little um, stock in Suarez this weekend. All right. Sounds good. So that's matchup number one here in this impromptu face-off. So let's throw it over to you. Who are you going to take in a head-to-head matchup? Yeah, so the second one, or the one that I'll go with, is uh, Chase Elliott, minus 121 uh, on Barstool versus Ryan Blaney. Uh, Chase is racing in the Truck Series and in the Cup Series, obviously, this weekend. Um, But I think the Truck Series element for Chase, just getting that time uh, on the track, in the dirt, I think that will translate to success for him. We saw it last week with William Byron doing a double duty uh, in the seven uh, Spire truck. And I think Chase finds similar success, not saying that he's necessarily going to go out and win, um, you know, outright on Sunday, but I think it definitely translates can, can only be a good thing. Um, I, I think he's poised to have a good matchup. Ryan Blaney, I just don't trust uh, on dirt. You know, if we were talking about, you know, Bristol spring race, um, you know, kind of normal, uh, oval style, you know, maybe this is a, a tougher matchup, but uh, Chase on dirt versus Ryan. I like that. I'll take the uh, minus 125 uh, against him. What do you think about you getting Ryan Blaney? Yeah, I think this is a, a, a good matchup um, for the books, you know, very evenly matched guys. I'm fine with Blaney, to be honest with you. Um, if, if 
if I was to choose, I probably would go chase for the reasons that you said, I love that he's running the truck race, um, taking over the, the race winning truck from last weekend, uh, with Willie B. So yeah, I think he's going to get some, some good reps in there. And, uh, looking at Blaney though, I'm fine with it because last year he was one of the guys that people were kind of overlooking saying, you know, he doesn't really have great experience on dirt. His dad was a pretty good uh, dirt racer, if I remember correctly, but uh, he, you know, necessarily doesn't have that like more professional experience. He probably raced dirt as a young kid if his dad was a dirt guy, but uh, he got overlooked last year. And I went back and watched like the extended highlights of the dirt race from last year. And Blaney was in the top five, top 10, all race. He actually got caught up in one of the wrecks and still rebounded for an eighth place finish. Um, He beat Chase last year. Chase finished 10th. Their driver ratings were like right next to each other in that race, uh, 95 and 90. But Blaney had the edge there. So I feel like, you know, it was a, a consistent race uh, for Blaney. He, he minded his P's and Q's, didn't get squirrely, didn't get, you know, too out of control. And they were able to rebound when some adversity came their way with all the craziness, because you got to expect craziness this weekend. So with Blaney uh, being, you know, both these guys are driving great this year. They're both top of the standings. Uh, so that's why it's such a cool matchup. So I'm comfortable with Blaney. Whatever happens with this matchup, you know, I would understand, I guess is the way I'd put it. So, uh, yeah, I'll take Blaney in this one if if you're going with Chase. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, he was in that accident and still finished eighth. Uh, luckily for him this year, they're doing a night race. So, looking at his speed rating, I mean, he was eight, eight, and ten, averaged out, uh, had a 24 in there as well, but averaged out to 12.5 uh, speed rating, which was extremely good last year so um but chase was just a little bit better so uh i like that guy <laughs> yeah and you know just to comment on how equal they are i mean just if you just go to their typical bristol stats right N- not just the dirt stuff but their last 10 races at bristol motor speedway overall they're right there next to each other like pretty much just equal stats chase has one win blaney doesn't but it'll be a good one so i'm happy with that um all right, so I'll take the last matchup. I'm not used to this in the face-off, but I'll take the last one. And this was one that I, first of all, to, to go over some of these matchups, like DraftKings doesn't have their matchups out right now. We're strictly going off of Barstool, which is a little bit of a letdown because Barstool I don't think has as good of a uh I don't know, smorgasbord to choose from, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, with the head to head matchups. So we're a little lackluster there from our options. Um, I had one in my sights, which was Ricky Stenhouse versus Ross Chastain. I'm big on Stenhouse this week, but on your show just an hour ago, we had some guys that were really high on Chastain. So I'm, I'm kind of avoiding that head to head and just playing them both individually. Um, So I'm landing right now on a matchup that is Denny Hamlin versus Kyle Busch. I'm going to take Denny Hamlin in this matchup over Kyle. Um, So this is for a couple of different bullet points. First, in the race last year, you know, I guess my theme in this faceoff is just consistency because Denny was very consistent last year. Another guy who was not talked about ahead of time because of, 
you know, lack of dirt experience. Everyone this week and everyone a year ago is all talking about, okay, well, who has any sort of dirt experience whatsoever? And and what was it and how much of it did they have? Denny's not one of those guys. Um, so he went out and ran a great race, finished third, I believe it was. And he was not lucking into that. Like he, it was a lot like Blaney. He was running up front, staying up front, avoiding the crazies and scored himself a really good finish. So in a head-to-head matchup, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Um, Combine that with what happened last week. They were a disgrace. And that has to be like, they are a very competitive bunch. You have to be thinking that the 11 team is looking to rebound. Uh, Obviously that race was a joke, but, you know, getting caught, multiple laps down it was embarrassing you know no matter what the race was and 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 how bad the the race conditions were and everything um how it played out it's still embarrassing to be five laps down in your denny hamlin so i think they're looking to go out and rebound and they've proven that they can do it on this track um so i'll give you kyle i won't give you my you know exact thoughts on kyle just yet but what are your thoughts on receiving the 18 team yeah, well, I think I'm glad that um, Kyle, uh, you know, I know he, he didn't do too poorly last week, but I, I think at some point it has to happen for him. And I, I could easily see this weekend being that week. Short track, he's done a lot more dirt uh, racing, so he's a lot more involved. I know his son Brexton is, in, is involved, and I, I, I just think that he is carrying a little bit of momentum I know as a team, JGR as a team, they are down after Truex and Hamlin, um, you know, just did not do well at all. Hamlin was the biggest surprise of the weekend. Um, But, you know, last year, last year, there wasn't too much to point out for Kyle. And I know he was in that same wreck that you talked about with Ryan Blaney. He was the, he was the driver behind Blaney that got into that wreck. Um, So he had a Bush last year, had a 21.1 average uh, position uh, that was his average uh, throughout the race so um, you didn't really see much of him but for a guy that if I need a little bit of an aggression uh, I know it's a new car it kind of throws everything into a whole new um, kind of bowl if you will like it's just throughout everything from last year in a way we've heard Martin Truex say that uh, Larson has said that Ryan Blaney has said that so I think with that I'll take Kyle um, in that match. That's going to be a close one. I think it's going to come down to like the last 50, 40 to 50 laps. We'll, we'll see that, you know, head to head kind of pan out, but I'll definitely take Kyle. I mean, that's a great, I mean, he's a great driver champion, two-time champion. So I don't mind it. Yeah. I, mean, I think uh, just the big names, you know, that that's really who we're looking at right now on the, the barstool matchups, a lot of big names matched up against each other. So mm-hmm. um, it'd be fun to watch. This one seems like if, if you know, if, I'm not trying to jinx either one of us, but it seems like the winner of this matchup is going to be someone who uh, avoids a wreck. The other one's yeah. going to get caught up. It just feels like one of the JGR guys is going to get scooped up in a wreck. Um yeah, Kyle, the reason I didn't take Kyle is just because he was too uh, up and down last year at this race, um, too hot, too cold. And, you know, there were drivers who scored some pretty brutal finishes, but actually had really phenomenal driver ratings like Martin Truex Jr., um, 
like Bubba Wallace. So compared to where they're, they ended up finishing. And so I immediately went to that to see, well, maybe Kyle just didn't get the finish. He deserved not the case. You know what I mean? His driver rating was kind of right where he deserved to be. So um, I, that tells me, you know, a little bit too inconsistent for me. Um, so that's why I avoided him. But like I said, flip of a coin type of deal for that one. And I would say the, the uh, chase and, and Blaney one, they're two really good matchups there. So We'll see what it comes down to. So hopefully my hope for these um, face-offs whenever we do them is that we get to see the guys race. You know what I mean? We get to see them finish the race. It stinks when somebody gets wiped out early or um, even late, you know, if you come out on the right side, it, it stings a little less, but I want to see these guys race mm-hmm. to see who really determines it. So let's cross our fingers and hope that these six can, uh, can do that. Um, so with that, we'll recap. We've got the the face-off here. I'll put the bad Photoshop uh, graphic out there. I'm taking Kevin Harvick. You've got Daniel Suarez. I've got Ryan Blaney. You've got Chase Elliott in your pick. And I'm taking Denny Hamlin. And you've got Kyle Busch. So I'll put that out there for people to follow along, and we'll we'll see what people think. Um, And the qualifying is going to play a difference with these matchups too, so we'll see. Um, who looks better coming out of that. Any other bets to send everyone home on here, Derek, before we wrap it up? Yeah, that's a good question. Like we were saying, I mean, all this stuff really just kind of came out on Barstool. Uh, we're still waiting on some lines for um, uh, DraftKings, but really the one that jumped off to me, and it's uh, in, it, currently in Barstool under manufacturer, uh, Top Ford, uh, I really like Chase Briscoe plus 325 to be the top forward, um, you know, kind of coming out on top. Um, I think that's some good value. He's obviously got a, a lot of dirt um, background. Um, so I kind of like that number when I saw it. Um, you know, we were talking just prior to like right before we hit record. The head to heads are very tough to handicap. And uh, I think we did a good job in walking everybody through, but they're just very evenly matched this week. There's really no one side um, that kind of gets the edge. But the only other one I would say that I personally like, and it's a group betting, um, it's a group D, again, on Barstool Sportsbook, Austin Dillon at plus 235. He's matched up against Bubba Wallace, Kurt Busch, and Brad Keselowski. Uh, I know Bubba did well last year. He didn't finish well because he had a flat tire on the final green-white checker, but Austin Dillon's a guy I'm finding myself uh, to be high on this week. And uh, in that group D matchup plus 235, I like that. Those were the two that jumped on uh, out to me. I think getting in on those now is, is fine uh, before qualifying and practice at heat races. Um, so th- those are two bets that just kind of jumped off to me. It'd be like, I'll jump on them now. I like them. I like the Briscoe play. I have Briscoe as someone um, that I like to win the race. So if he wins the race, he's definitely top forward. So it'd be another uh, like double cash in there. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm big on Briscoe this week. I think that's a good pick. I, I can't knock you for that whatsoever. Um, Austin in that group, I think Austin versus Bubba by themselves is a hell of a matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Bubba Wallace this week. I like them both. You know, it's kind of like similar to the Ross Chastain and, uh, and Ricky Stenhouse conversation. I like them both so much that I, I, I don't want to take them in this group matchup because I, I can't decide between the two. 
So I would take them like top 10 or, or something like of that nature where they're independent of each other um, because I, I can't wrap my head around who would come out on top. It's a tough matchup. So I like how you're putting your stamp on one of them. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're jumping off the fence, like unlike me on that one. But uh, yeah, I mean, Dylan, Dylan has the, the resume last year. Um, we had uh, Jordan Bianchi on from the athletic for this episode, and he was big on uh, Austin Dillon. He was somebody he called out and he just didn't, you know, perform in the race for, you know, whatever reason. So uh, hopefully he can rebound. Hopefully people that bet on Austin Dillon this week, get some redemption and, and some good odds because of what we saw last year. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, yeah, like I said, can't hate on it. I'm just a little uh, skeptical of going against Bubba Wiles. Yeah, no, I understand that. I, I, yeah, I'm not on Bubba. Um, but I mean, obviously he had a 12 point, I think it was 12.1 average running position, which was really good. Um, and shocked me even when I watched the playback kind of like you did the, uh, kind of the extended highlights. And it was interesting to see his vehicle up there as much as it was, unfortunately for him having that flat tire, but, um, that'll be an interesting play. Um, but uh, I mean, that's the beauty of handicapping uh, NASCAR where you can have all these differing opinions and, um, it's fun to watch it play out on Sunday. Um, did you touch on trucks at all? Uh, I know you usually do that in a Phil's fire up, fired up segment. Um, but did you touch on trucks at all? So that was going to be coming right after, um, the conversation with you, but I mean, let's, let's get into it. Let's, (laughs) let's talk trucks. I mean, cause that's part of your gig now, right? You're going to be writing about the trucks for garage guys. Yeah, I've never learned so much about uh, the truck series drivers until uh, I really dove into it uh, last week. Um, I mean, I appreciate you talking about it now. I hate kind of spoiling it for later, but um, I always turn to you and you know this um, via text. Uh, I usually ask you what your opinions are. I always find a very I mean, you're very keyed in um, when it comes to the truck series. So I always enjoy hearing your insights and and what you forecast happening. Um, I know in our show, in, in, in the show, uh, the betting preview show, we talked about trucks a little bit and it was interesting just to hear, you know, what, especially like Dale, what he's on, what he's not kind of some of the other guys, what they were talking about trucks, but is there a guy that you really like in the truck series this weekend on Saturday night? So as far as, um, I, I guess let's talk about winning the race first. Cause I, I do have a lot of, um, thoughts on it. So we'll just use this as the the segment to talk about trucks for sure. Um, we got a lot of cup guys dropping down and I think that, you know, it's not worth trying to, you know, kill yourself trying to bet on every single cup driver um, that's dropping down to, to win the race. You know, we've got Austin Dillon dropping down. He's plus 1800. That's, that's a little intriguing. Um, I don't think I'm going to take chase. I don't, I I don't know. I know that we were talking about the seven truck that he's jumping in at just one. I think if it's between actually there is a matchup right now, chase versus Joey. I think I would go with Joey in that matchup because I like the fact that he's known for a while. He's going to be driving in that uh, truck and that truck that he's jumping in is a a solid one. So I like Logano maybe at plus 500, as far as the non-cup drivers go to, to win the race, obviously Stuart Friesen has to be, yeah. you know, somebody that you're thinking about. Um, but, you know, Zane Smith, 
He's been my moneymaker all year, basically. I can't not bet on him. The, uh, you know, I guess I'll pause there before we jump into some of these other bets, because there's another guy that I absolutely love, just maybe not to win the whole thing. But uh, I'll pause there to see if there's anybody that you um, are into to win. Yeah, no, those two um, truck regulars were definitely the two names that I I had written down. And uh, Zane Smith, uh, when I wrote about him last week, finishing, um, you know, T5, it wasn't a sexy play, but uh, I'm sorry, Ben Rhodes, uh, you know, he was another guy. I think he's probably a guy we're going to get into here. But Ben Rhodes is one of the names and Grant figure looking at his numbers, uh, especially on dirt, uh, was very interested to see how many times he popped off the board. Um, but I'm interested to see where you're leading uh, the audience here with your next driver or two. Yeah. So Ben Rhodes is the guy um, looking. I've, I've got so many things like just scrolling through my head with Ben Rhodes. Um, it's tough to kind of just like verbalize, them. but five races this year, he's got four top 10, excuse me, four top five finishes um, with trucks the books typically don't let you bet top 10 last year towards the end of the year, DraftKings had that available, but for the most part this year, it's been top five is like the max you could bet. So I love Ben Rhodes top five. Once again, this week, he finished second in this race a year ago. They ran two dirt races last year, one at Bristol, one at Knoxville, Ben Rhodes was, let me just pull it up here. He was one of three guys to finish in the top 10 in both races, but one of them I believe wasn't a regular. So that tells you something like he can get it. He won the damn championship and he can get it done on dirt. So top five would be just exactly what the doctor ordered here right now. DraftKings has uh, no odds up for the top fives uh, for the trucks. It's just, you know, to, to win the race, but Barstool has top three odds out and he's mm-hmm. plus two ninety five to finish top three. I would even take that, but I think that because we're seeing plus two ninety five top three, I think we're going to see Ben at a decent enough number for you to want to take him top five. So he is just like, really, I'm really keyed in on Ben Rhodes this week. I want to see him do it again, even with all these, uh, cup drivers in the way. Um, so any thoughts on that one? Well, uh, the other, the only other thing to add with Ben Rhodes, cause I'm curious what you say about this. So Ben Rhodes is in a featured matchup on Barstool against Stuart Friesen. Stuart Friesen's minus 134. Ben Rhodes is at plus 101. Do you like the plus money there, even though it's pretty much, you know, even money with Ben, but do you like the plus or, uh, do you still think Stuart maybe edges him out slightly? So, my response to that is, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Ben. I think the books have it right. Stewart should be favored in that matchup. Stewart is a dirt monster, uh, but it's the, un, you know, it's, it's unpredictable what's yeah. going to happen with the dirt. So we talked a little bit about that on your show, but anything can happen. It, it's like, you know, very Talladega ish. And uh, we saw last year, right? So let's take Stuart Friesen. And kind of make the analogy to Kyle Larson, because Friesen is like that dirt guy in the truck series. Um, Kyle Larson last year was the talk of the town, and he dropped down and did the truck race, had a terrible finish. In the cup race, terrible finish. So just because you're that guy 
doesn't automatically lock you into a, a win or a really great finish. So for that reason, I, I'd be fine taking Ben Rhodes plus 101 because we've seen that he's uh, consistent this year, consistent on dirt. So uh, I'd be fine getting Ben in that matchup. I like that. Yeah, no, that's good to know because um, anytime I think you can get him at plus money in a head-to-head, I think that's really good. I mean, Stuart Friesen's obviously – you know, the top three, uh, as the odds are, you know, he's at plus 750. So he's, he's right there with Joey and Chase uh, to win outright. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I was really curious what your insights were on that. Um, but I think you laid that out very well. I appreciate it. And then uh, the other matchup that I'm seeing here, first of all, for Barstool, I typically don't love their truck matchups, but I have somebody I'll have to like, put a picture out or something on Twitter or Instagram of like who I like in one shot here. Um, I, I I like someone in each matchup, but the, they've got one matchup that is absurd and it's Christian Eckes who we like one money with, you know, Eckes this year, Mm -hmm. he's minus two twenty five against Tanner gray. Now Tanner gray is like this new guy on the scene um, not necessarily a new guy. I think he was a rookie last year or he was in some races last year, but, uh, he's performing very well this year, Tanner Gray. And so I'm not saying that Tanner Gray deserves a better finish at uh, Bristol dirt race than Christian Eckes. I think Christian Eckes is probably a better driver and better equipment, but that value plus 164 for someone who's, you know, in the playoffs right now, Tanner Gray, if they were to start today, uh, I, I I can't see anyone laying 225 for Christian Eckes in a dirt race. Um, I, it just that's that's absurd. So kind of a shot in the dark for for Tanner Gray in that matchup. But I think as the gambler, you're getting some good value. What do you think? I mean, at, at plus 164, yeah, I think you absolutely are. I know his last two finishes in the Cup Series or in the uh, Truck Series haven't been great, but uh, in two of his last four uh, Truck Series races, he's finished sixth and eighth. So he knows obviously how to get it done. Um, and, you know, I think, like you said, I mean, with it being a little bit of a wild card, and we talked about this on my show about how some guys are looking at it as a super speedway type lottery. Uh, race where it's kind of you don't know what's going to happen it's kind of the great unknown but um, at that value plus 164 that's insane value just in a head-to-head with heat races and practice and qualifying yet to be had so that could be really good value now and it could be flipped Uh, he could be at minus uh, you could be paying some juice um, for him later so I think jumping on that now is, is, is a great idea yeah, I mean, Tanner Gray finished 13th last year in this race. Okay. He he's not he's he's a newer guy on the block for someone who's like competitive. And mm-hmm. so it, you know, the dirt shouldn't scare you away. He was able to go out and do that. I'm trying to see where he finished at um at Knoxville, if you give me one second. But yeah. the the fact of the matter is it's I don't see this matchup being so heavily weighted. I, I, I guess I need someone to explain that to me. Minus 225 I, is, is just wild. 
I found it for you. He finished 31st at Knoxville, and I think they're still doing the race. If you remember that race, <laughs> it went on and on and on. I remember watching it like, man, we're going back to another green-white checker, another red flag. So I think they're just completing that race before Bristol this week. But um, but like that race alone was just wild as could be with all the wrecks at the end. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, he's definitely had the finishes this year, Daytona 4th, a um, couple of the other tracks, 6th and 8th. So. Definitely knows how to get it done up front. I mean, why not? It's, it's just sports. the equipment. It's just the equipment. That's okay. that's why, you know, it, it's so heavily weighted. But I like to cheer for some of these guys that are up and coming, you know, and see if they could hang on to the yeah. points, you know, and, and stay in the playoff picture. So um, the, the odds there are very intriguing. Um, the one thing that I think we should look for, Derek, this week is uh, I'm kind of hoping – DraftKings does something. It's the the non-regular guys. Skybox touched on something similar to this conversation in your uh your show this week, talking about you know the dirt ringers coming in to the, the cup race. If you see any matchups with them yeah. versus typical cup guys, definitely you know you gotta you gotta get on them. But um I'm kind of hoping for a, a matchup in the cup series of dirt guys kind of in a group matchup, like dirt ringers all together. I think those are fun. They had a, they had a cool. couple matchups last year. I actually hit two of them. Uh, I faded that Mike Millar character who's back again this year. <laughs> I went with Shane Gobelik or something like that. Uh, Cause I heard Shane on the radio the day of, I was like, okay, I'm all in. Um, so I hope we see some of those too, like just to have a little fun with them uh, as the week starts to unfold because they're, there will be, be some i think freezing is freezing in the uh the cup race again this year because he ran last year in the cup race i guess what i'm getting at is like it'd be nice if there was a bet of like non-points paying drivers who will be the highest finisher you know what i mean yeah. last year it was stewart freeze by well, a lot that would be that would be so cool if they put like four of those guys in the same group and you yes. just watch these back marker cars like- exactly <laughs> trying to battle it out that would be cool and you were talking a little bit about you kind of were touching on cup he's not in cup Stuart Friesen that is um Al Geyer Noah Gragson they're kind of, they're coming back into the uh cup series uh this weekend at the dirt but one thing I saw Barstool do last week and I haven't seen it yet but they did a bet where um you could bet you could bet on if a driver is going to lead a lap and if they pop that back out, which would be crazy, I mean, I think you could see some serious value in some guys to lead a lap. And they could lead 100 laps as long as they lead one lap. Um, and, and the odds last week were not horrible, you know, just to lead one singular lap. So that would be cool to see them come out with. And I know DraftKings and Barstool, uh, I know DraftKings specifically is looking to do featured matchup parlays you can head you can do head head parlays but i know they're working on a tool that you can do featured matchup parlays plus a a couple other really cool things that they're going to launch soon so uh i'm waiting for that because like as we talk about it it would be so great to put some of these featured matchups head to heads parlay them all together um some sites give you the opportunity that some don't so i'm looking for that um lead a lap bet to come out that would be that would be phenomenal um to have that bet week to week just another talking point something to kind of mull over 
Um, you, cause then you're looking at who's led laps here in the past. It's a different metric. It, it changes your thought process, gives you something new to bet on it. That's an awesome bet. I did not see that mm-hmm. last week from Barstool. Um, but just looking at it right this week, five guys led laps last time we were at the dirt track at Bristol. Um, Denny led one. We had, uh, Kyle led seven, which were, I think, under caution i don't know uh and then suarez 58 logano 61 shoe 126 that's only five guys yeah in the whole field that led a lap which i think is kind of like the opposite of what they thought that race would have been i think they would have said it was going to be a lot more than that kind of taking the lead and running with it and giving it up so uh what a what a cool concept and if they can make uh parlays for featured matchups that's like answering my prayers. I need that like yesterday. So that would be phenomenal. I know they're working on it. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And like you said, I mean, only five guys led laps last year and I would say it was a dumpster fire, but I'll say it's a duster fire. Cause it was just there you all go. dust. Um, <laughs> and that's why they're trying to move it or one of the elements why they're moving it to the night race. But you pointed this out on my show and I totally forgot it. Like, they went to single car uh, restarts and we hadn't seen that in like 10 years or so. I mean, maybe even more. So they made that change, which probably helped um, that cause of lessening the lead changes and the, the drivers led. So um, man, it's going to be so interesting to see how it all plays out. I'm very excited uh, for this weekend for sure. Love Bristol dirt night racing, both series. So I can't wait. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to talk trucks with you as well. Bouncing that stuff off of someone is always fun. Um, I think, you know, even if you're not, if, if you're someone who listens to this podcast and you hear me talk trucks and you kind of roll your eyes when I get to that point, I, you know, I understand it. It's not the the main series and, and all that, but even if you're someone who doesn't like the trucks, it's a very big race on Saturday night for the cup series, because if you see chaos and the track, not performing the way they think it's going to go, or you see some of our cup drivers down there um, doing big things like that's going to play a factor in how you're going to bet Sunday morning, you know, as you know, everyone is going to their Easter Sunday stuff. You know, you got to jump on that when the odds are hot. So uh, it's it's an important thing to follow, even if you're not into the truck. So um, I'm, I'm excited for the, the full slate, you know, Saturday night, Sunday night. It'll be fun. Yeah, for, for sure. All right. Well, Derek, this was a pleasant surprise. I appreciate it. We got a, a face off in here with some head to head. So, um, yeah, I completely unexpected. but. This was a, a ton of fun. So thank you for jumping on. Yeah. I appreciate you again, having me on. Like I said, I mean, it, yeah, it was very last second spontaneous. Uh, decided to send that text. Glad I did and uh, pumped for this weekend. And um, you know, we, we talked about it a good bit, but yeah, like the betting preview show Wednesday nights, uh, 8 PM on Twitter is uh, a great, it's a growing community. Uh, Phil and I are on it each week. Uh, along with, uh, you know, Skybox NASCAR, Dale Tanhart's made an appearance a couple times. So we just keep growing that. And uh, I wish I could put truck series uh, selections on the Action Network app. Um, and that's where you can get all my exclusive cup plays and write-ups. So, uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun, very spontaneous, but 
very informative. I mean, it really helps give me a guide uh, into this weekend. So I appreciate you allowing me to come on uh, very last second. I think that was awesome. Great. Well, good luck this weekend and uh, hopefully get, get some good momentum heading into the, the big one next week. So yeah. we, we know it's looming. So yeah. uh, hopefully our wallets are full. Yeah. Thanks, Phil. All right. Thanks, Derek. So that'll do it for another episode of the Full Tank with Phil podcast. Thanks again to Derek for surprising us, jumping on late there for the head-to-heads and the face-off. Remember, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Full Tank Phil. We'll put some pics out there as the week unfolds. Good luck this week. It's going to be a tough one. Stack your wallets and get them ready for Talladega next week. We'll see you then. Remember, drive fast, take chances, and we'll see you next time. Place to go. Hell no place to go. Hell no place to go. Hell no place to go.